Welcome to True North Nation. This was brought to you by Solid Rock Church in Irving, Texas, where we bring you true direction in a lost world. Now let's hear it from our host, Pastor Ed Snyder. Welcome back to another episode of the True North Nation. We are so glad that you have joined us again this week. And thank you to our loyal listeners of the True North Nation. If you would, do me a favor and share this episode with somebody that you feel like might be a blessing. We are in a series, Fruit of the Spirit, the nine powerful elements that if we will apply to our lives, we can be Christ-like. We can live for God successfully if we will apply it. Today, the power of love. Grab something to write with and get a cup of coffee. We'll be right back. We're back, and I hope in my introduction, I ask you to grab a cup of coffee. I've got mine. If you follow me on Facebook, you know that I'm a bit of a coffee freak. Uh, In fact, just to get a smile on your face before we dive into our subject today, I had somebody call me that knows me very well and uh, was wondering why I put a, a meme on my Facebook page that said, keep pooping, it's Monday. Actually, it said, keep pouring, it's Monday with a cup of coffee. So uh, it was the font that messed that person up. But anyway, it was a great laugh. And uh, uh, coffee makes the world go around a whole lot better, of course, with a lot of prayer. All right, today we're going to dive into the subject of the power of love. This is something that perhaps in our world today may be lacking, is the real definition of love, the real meaning of love, the real understanding of love, what love really means. Uh, One thing that I'm going to start off with, and it's we write about it in the Control the Beast book, that love is is an emotion, but it love does not exist without commitment. Love must have commitment. If you don't have commitment, it's not love, it's lust. And that is nothing to build any kind of foundation of a relationship on. You must have love. So again, let's do a little bit of a deep dive in the 30 minutes that we have together. And we're going to start off with John chapter 14, uh, verse 23. And then we're going to move to 1 John. And I'm going to talk to you today about the fourth chapter of first John. But first, the book of John, chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. There's your commitment. If love exists, then we'll keep God's word. Or in other words, if we love someone, we will work with that person. Marriage is the perfect example of that. If you love the person, you'll take out the trash every week, or you'll help with the dishes, or you'll learn how to put your hand around a vacuum cleaner. Whatever the case is, you will do things that perhaps you don't really want to do, but you do them. Why? Because you love the person. 
you work with that person. So again, love is an emotion, no doubt about it, but love does not exist unless there is a commitment. Now, let's go into 1 John chapter 4, and if you're sitting somewhere, whether it's in your office or in your living room or wherever, don't do this while you're driving, but grab a Bible and go to John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, and we're going to begin with verse number 1 and go through the chapter because this chapter sections into different aspects of love. The first, the first six verses of first John chapter four is and speaks to love for God and love for one another. Here, the Bible says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know, the spirit of God Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, not of God. And the spirit, and this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Now, that is a warning. That is saying, test the spirits, test what we are up against. Uh, we are broadcasting, this is broadcasting the day after election day. And as I'm, I'm recording this, actually an hour before we publish, uh, been a busy week. However, uh, we woke up and still don't have a solid elections in a lot of office. Uh, Congress is not settled. The Senate is not settled, at least not at this very second but we are in not we're not in a political battle we are in a spiritual battle they are attacking the very beliefs of god's word and so not uh, but do not believe every spirit don't believe people that say oh we're going to do good test the spirits whether they are of god because many false prophets have gone out into the world and so by this verse 2 you know the Spirit of God. If you love God and have a relationship with God, you're going to know God. That's a spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Now, we talks about the Antichrist, which we know is already here. But then we go on. He goes on to verse 4. You are uh, of God, little children. And have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. My favorite, one of my favorite scriptures, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak as of the world and the world hears them. We are of God. Now here's who we are. And this is pertaining to loving God and loving one another. Verse six, we are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So, love really does tie in 
maybe, perhaps, and I'm going to throw this out there. You're welcome to put some comments uh, on the website. You're welcome to hit me on the uh, the True North Nation uh, uh, Facebook page. If you are a member of the private group, please, uh, please just go ahead and, and give me some comments on this thought. But love maybe ties directly into discernment. When you have love, you're sensitive. If you don't have love, there's no feeling, there's no emotion, there's no attachment. And so, therefore, love ties in to discernment. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. You hear the voice of God or your pastor uh, or your elder or your bishop. He who is not of God can't hear it. You're deaf to it. So by this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now go on into verse number seven, and it talks about those next few verses, talks about knowing God through love. And love is powerful. We're going to, we're, once we get through these scriptures, I'm going to give you some thought toward the end of our time together. But verse seven, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. There it is again. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God is manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this love, not not that we love God, but that he loves us and sent his Son For the propitiation of sins. I did not say that right. I know it. Thank you. Beloved, if God so loves us, we also ought to love God. Okay, so again, verse verses 7 through 11 is knowing God through love. We are going to attach to God because not because we love him, because he first loved us and gave of himself on the cross. The Bible speaks to greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. So, uh, again, going into verse number six, uh, 13, excuse me, number 12, seeing God through love. Now, we're going to know God through love, but now we're going to see God through love. No one had, verse 12, no one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. Uh Oh, wait a minute. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. That does not say if we love God, God abides in us. 
there's a stipulation. There is a requirement. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, therefore, here's the deal, folks. We've got to learn to love one another. Love each other for who we are. Love each other for our good qualities. Everybody, nobody is perfect. But we do have good things that we need to to capitalize on. Because the Bible says, if we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. In other words, we have mastered loving God and God loving us when we love one another. By this we know, verse 13, that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. So again, let's. can that relate back to the plan of salvation? Can that relate back to uh, the essentiality of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that we have to have the Spirit of God in us to be able to love God as God requires of us? Because love is powerful. God gave us the nine fruit of this nine fruits of the Spirit for a reason. And I really think, especially people that are in the church and and bumping and grinding every day, you know, we're living for God, doing doing the doing the thing, and uh, uh, we've got to realize that we got to slow down and understand these nine fruits of the spirit and apply them. and And it starts out the top of the list, the Bible list, love, because. We need to understand the power of it. We need to understand how it affects us. We need to understand how love drives us to do the right thing. So we, by this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. Verse 14, and when we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son as the savior of the world, whosoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we know, and we, excuse me, verse 16, and we have known and believed the the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. So, ladies and gentlemen, verses 12 through 16 is telling us that we need to see God through a spirit of love. How much he has done for us, what he gave for us. He robed himself in flesh, John chapter 1, and dwelt among us. He gave himself as the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. He is the ultimate sacrifice that he gave of that body that he dwelt in for 33 years on this earth as a sacrifice, as the ultimate sacrifice, as abiding by his own rules that he established in the sacrifices of the tabernacle plan because one reason he loves us, one reason He loves you, and he doesn't want you to live in torment and shame that sin brings to you. And so we have we've got to understand and not see God as a judge, not see God sitting on a throne with chains in one hand and a whip in the other, ready to beat us to a pulp every time we do something wrong. God is a forgiving God. God is a loving God. There is that's the power of love. 
And so now we go into verse number 17, and it talks about another aspect of love, that it says, love has been perfected among us in this, for this reason, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. That means to be Christ-like. As he is, so are we in this world. Folks, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about the desire that God has in his heart. He desires for you to have power, authority, and more than anything, salvation from this world. Jesus said, these things which I have done, greater things you shall do. He intends for his people to see and perform miracles through his power. But that can't happen until we get a commitment called love, that we learn to love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our being. Now, verse 18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear because fear uh, involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Now, that's a powerful scripture. There is no fear in love. Fear is something that we all deal with. Fear is something that we will feel maybe just about every day. We are fearful of something. Go drive in major city. Go drive in Dallas, Texas, and you will have fear. Okay? But perfect love casts out fear. You don't have to be afraid of end of life when you love God, truly love God, and truly love your brother and sister, because fear involves torment. God does not want us to be in torment, but he who fears is made perfect in love. Verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. Now, we wrap up the last two verses of this scripture, brings it home on how this all works And that is the word obedience, obedience by faith. Now, verse 20, here's what it says. For if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. Wow, that's pretty direct. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? That's a question for you. Now, it's amazing how then in verse 20, this this comes back up about hating his brother, does not love his brother, when the chapter starts out with loving God and loving each other. Verse 21, and this commandment we have found, or we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. That is a commandment. That is something we have to produce. That is something that we have to learn to do. The Bible says that we are, uh, the Bible says we cry out unto God, Abba, Father. It's in the book of Romans. Abba means in the spirit of a son. The scripture alludes to, speaks to, that we are adopted into the family of God. When, When someone is adopted, it's a learning process. We have to learn to love that person. If a person is born biological, it's kind of magic because of the 
DNA that is involved because of the way when that when that baby comes into the world, it's instant love. That parent falls in love instantly. But learning to love someone. How do you know that? I know that because I'm a married man. Okay, when I got married, yes, I was in love with my wife. 42 years later, I am virtually, I mean, I am, I am really not virtually. Uh, we don't do this for, through a camera. Uh, I am in love more than I ever have been. Why? Because I've learned to love her deeply. Where before, you know, they, the, an old term, they used to call it puppy love, you know, infatuation more than, than a real love with commitment. So as we grow together, as we learn to love each other, so therefore, God, it's like a biological birth with us. God loves us instantly, but we are adopted back into the family of God where we originally belonged, but sin separated us from the love of God, from, from the family of God. So therefore, we have to be adopted back into the family. Therefore, we have to learn to love God. We have to learn to love his word. We have to learn to love his people. Therefore, we have to work at it. We have to overcome the negativity and focus on the positive of somebody and forgive them of their wrongs and move forward. So the path of obedience really is the path of love followed by divine presence. Let me let me let me hit that again for you. The path of obedience is is the path of love followed by divine presence. What does that mean? That means when you receive the Holy Ghost, you fall in love with Jesus. You're on the path of obedience. If you abide in him, he abides in you. Remember what it said earlier that if we love him, we will keep his word. So here's something about being Christ-like. Here's something about living for God. Why can't we be successful in living for God? Why can't we match up to being Christ-like? Well, maybe we got a love problem. You ever think about that? Maybe we have, have got to get some baggage unpacked and resolved so that it'll get out of the way and we can truly love people as Christ loved us and gave himself for us. Amen. Folks, it's not the arm arms or armies of the earth, the alliance of nations or the wealth of humanity. It really boils down to one thing, and that is the power of love. And we will be introduced to that greater power when we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if you haven't already. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13 says, When all else fails, love will prevail. Now, here's the verse of Scripture. Now, abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. So when all else fails, love will prevail. Faith is one thing. Hope is another thing. But love, love is powerful. Love is the greatest of those three. three. So when we will, you know, we will consider love here in three uh, viewpoints. And here we go. First, love has great, great power over us. Every emotion, good or bad, reacts to 
uh, back upon us, anger, pity, scorn, etc., all reflect into the one who expresses those emotions. Love has great power over us. So, again, when every, every emotion that we experience, good or bad, Re, re, reacts back upon us. In other words, it has an effect on us. Anger, pity, pity. We know we feel sorry for ourselves. Scorn, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But all reflect into the one who expresses those. In other words, what what's coming out of our mouth, what we are expressing, whether it's anger, pity, scorn. You know, we're running running off the mouth that we need to shut up about and get get it under control. It all expresses to those emotions. Now, when we love others, when we love others, we become better people. People with hearts full of love for others will enjoy a quality of life only others dream of. That's how powerful love is. That really, uh, in fact, I feel under the anointing of the Holy Ghost right now that I am speaking to somebody that's listening to this podcast right now that needs to reach for the power of love. You've got some hurt, and, and the pitiful thing about that is hurting people always hurts people. Folks, you've got to stop. You've got to bring that to a screeching halt. And learn to love others. Because when we learn to love others for who they are, now we can't love their bad qualities. That's very difficult. That would be a walking on the water miracle. However, we can learn to love their good qualities. I mean, folks, married folks, we're not perfect. You know, uh, I'm not perfect. My wife knows every. Every deep, dark secret about me. She knows my bad habits. She knows everything about it, but she still loves me. She still gets up in the morning and kisses me good morning and tells me she loves me. Uh, We still love each other because she focuses on the good qualities as I, I as well with her. People, again, with hearts full of love enjoy a quality of life that that some only dream of. Now, the principle that is expressed, and this is the foundation of this series, Fruit of the Spirit is Galatians chapter uh, 6. It's especially, verses 7 and 8, is especially applicable to love. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will reap, uh, will well, will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will reap everlasting life. So the principle is central in the exercise of faith. Galatians chapter 5, verse 14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Are you ready? For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Uh-oh, there it goes. There, It keeps taking us back to loving our brother. What's going on out there, folks? What's happening in the True North Nation? What's happening in your heart and mind right now? Are you struggling with loving your brother? Are you struggling with loving your spouse? If you are, first and foremost, get to your pastor. If you're a member of a church, uh, if you're a part of a true uh, truth-preaching apostolic church, get to your pastor. 
If you're listening to this podcast and you are not in a church, you're not a member of a good apostolic Pentecostal church, you need to contact me. Let me try to help you and and maybe give you some advice. And then I want to connect you to a Pentecostal apostolic church that preaches truth that's going to love you no matter what. I'll get you connected if you'll just reach out to me. So love is something that's very powerful. And we're getting we've got to we've got to wrap up here. And I want to I want to share just another one more thought here uh, about love has greater power on others. Love allows us to even exert a certain power toward our enemies. Romans chapter 12, verses 20 and 21. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him to give him a drink. For in doing so, will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans chapter twelve, verse twenty and twenty-one. Folks, you got to understand something. We—it's amazing when you love your enemies. When they say something that or do something that is intended to hurt you, and you come back at them with love. In fact, I saw I saw something on social media the other day. Um, you know, it, it was one of those business things that I that I subscribe to, and it says when when your enemies uh, say something to you uh, mean or hurtful, look at them for a minute, smile and ask, are you okay? (laughs) I've, I, you know, I'm almost to the point. I can't wait till somebody says something mean to me so I can try that. But the principle is still the same. Do not overcome, uh, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do something good. The, the conquering power of love really is illustrated and, and we've got to get out of here. But Pro, uh, Proverbs chapter 15 and verse number one, here is the power. A soft answer turn, turns away wrath, but harsh words stirs up anger. And one final thought, love has the power to direct God's blessings. Amen. John chapter 14, verse 23, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. The one who has mighty power, orders and guides the universe is influenced by our love. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us here on this episode of True North Podcast. Just a couple of things that if you can help me out, I would greatly appreciate it. Number one, share this video or share this podcast with somebody that you feel like might be a blessing to you. Go on our social media and uh, give me some comments or on the website, truenorthdfw.org, and go to the episode page and let's start some conversation about the fruit of the Spirit, about the power of love, and how does it affect your life. God bless you. Have a great week on purpose. To find out more about finding that true destination, visit us at truenorthdfw.org.